1: And good Tuesday to you and welcome inside the WKVL studios of Rocky Top Sports. I'm Wayne Kaiser, and you're listening to the Tuesday edition of The Grind. As we uh, as we hit the airwaves for the second day of the week, I look in it and it's a different it's a different dynamic. There's baseball scores to talk about, there's there's basketball scores to talk about, there's hockey scores to talk about. The XFL has been bought and has a owner uh, that, let's just say, uh, we can normally smell what he's cooking. Let's just put it out like that. Dwayne The Rock Johnson, part of a group that bought the XFL. We'll talk about that uh, today sometime. The NFL actually opts, their opt-out deadline is set. It will be set this week, for this week, the end of this week. And, and so hopefully we will have a better picture as to what NFL teams could look like As we hit the end of this week, Uh, the Big 12 has stepped up and and announced they have approved a 9-plus-1 setup, a 9-conference game, one non-conference, 10-game slate. We'll look at that a little bit. But uh, Major League Baseball continuing to basically move right along. Uh, Again, taking pauses where they need to. The St. Louis Cardinals have 13-plus people in that organization that have tested positive for covid so their game will be uh, postponed currently. In, supposed to be in a series with the Tigers. Uh, but, of course, that is on, on pause. If you look at what happened yesterday, Indians and Reds uh, saw action in Cincinnati. And the Reds get the 3-2 victory as Ho- Joey Voto uh, hit a two-run go-ahead homer. And N- Nick Castellanos uh, connected as Cincinnati best the Cleveland Indians. It was it was a four hit one error outing for the Reds, but it was enough to get the win. The Indians, uh, no errors on five hits, but only could get two to cross the plate. The Indians fall to five and six, one and four on the road. Reds improve to five and five, get back to 500 and they're three and four at their home ballpark. The Yankees took on the Phillies a return trip and the Yankees get a six to three. Victory over the Phillies. Uh, Philadelphia returns from a week-long layoff caused by additional coronavirus testing. Jake Arrieta gets the start and the loss, as Garrett Cole is now two and zero. As the Yankees improve to eight and one, the best record in baseball. Uh, Mets seven to two victory over the Braves. Braves uh, uh, had a a. Devastating blow drawn to them there last night as Soroka uh, is got is lost for the season. Looks to be a torn Achilles. That's kind of the overshadowing moment uh, for this game as uh, the Jacob Degrom struck out a season high ten in six innings of work. But uh, I think as Soroka uh, hit the deck and was injured in this matchup, uh, that kind of overshadowed the great night. That Degrom did have. If you look at it, uh, it's not it's not what you wanted to see uh, from from anybody really. But but being in Braves country right here, uh, two two and a third inning uh, pitched and, and really had a, had a good night going. But uh, season will come to an end as uh, as his night does in a seven to two loss to the New York Mets, the Metropolitans. Uh, keep going down the scores from a night ago. Uh, you see, the White Sox have have gotten above 500 now. Uh, they they defeated the Brewers six to four. Jose Abreu hit a tying two run homer in the seventh inning uh, to kind of get that thing close, and then go ahead by uh, Louis Garcia, uh, and that that continued to get the White Sox on pace to to win a 12 hit outing. victory for the White Sox. The Pirates continue to skid and lose another one to the Twinkies. The Twins, the Minnesota Twins, now sit at 8-2, 6-1 in their home ballpark. Nelson Cruz had an RBI double in the bottom of the ninth to give the Twins that 5-4 victory. The Cubs beat the Royals 2-0 as Chris Bryant homers in his return to the lineup. Uh, Rockies defeat the Giants 7-6. Padres 5-4 over the Dodgers, and Athletics defeat the Mariners 11-1. to uh, y- You know, I-, I go through the scores, and-, and I do this through the night and then into the morning, and, and I look at it and I'm going, who's the teams that necessarily kind of stand out to me? Because if you look at it in a shortened season, uh, the AL East is led by the Yankees by two and a half games over the Orioles. Uh, The Blue Jays four games back, Rays four and a half, and Red Sox five and a half. I try to antiquate that to 60 games. You know, how, how, trajectory-wise, how bad is that? Is it truly five and a half games or, or in a shortened season? I mean, you look, 162 games versus 60. So, roughly just over a third. So, if you look at it, nine games complete for the Yankees, that's 15%. 15% of the season gone. So, I, to me, a five-and-a-half game deficit for the Red Sox and four-and-a-half for the Rays might as well be nine. May as well be ten-and-a-half. So, in in my book, I, I think a lot of this stuff means a lot of heavier load uh, than maybe we're giving it credit for at the moment. But Yankees lead the AL East uh, by a two-and-a-half game stretch over the Orioles at the moment. The Twinkies, the Minnesota Twins, lead the AL Central by two games over the White Sox again a a franchise that has really uh maybe benefited from uh from this opportunity and honestly if they find some pitching this is a team that that's pretty dynamic is fun to watch uh AL West is led by the Athletics a half game ahead of the Astros I still say uh the Astros are the team to beat in that division uh, but nonetheless, uh, the athletics are holding serve at the moment. six and four record, three and three at home, three and one on the road. Uh, last ten, of course six and four is that's all we've played uh, to this point for the athletics. And then you look at the National League, Marlins lead the NL East. I think that's a that's a little bit of a, a stretch. It's based on percentage on where I'm looking. Uh, but the Bravo's probably sitting there. Uh, seven and four they're even Stevens uh, and, and then you've got the Nationals, uh, the Mets, and the Phillies all within three games. So I, I think that's a division that's pretty wide open, but I still like the Braves uh, in that in that division, Braves and Phillies. Uh, the NL Central, the Cubs are three games ahead of the Reds, three and a half ahead of the Brewers and the cards and six games ahead of the Pirates. I would argue, I would argue, in this very system, and anything's possible, anybody can tank, anybody can go on a big winning streak. That being said, 10's probably a pretty magic number. And what I mean by that is, what I mean by that is is the pirates very well, uh, if they can't get something going here in the next week and a half, they could literally be almost out of this thing before mid-August this thing just started the end of July so the Pirates are well on a trajectory nobody wants to be on but nonetheless it is a thing the NL West led by the Rockies a game ahead of the Dodgers Padres three games ahead of the Giants and four and a half ahead of the Arizona Diamondbacks so again that's a that's a team that's taking advantage of this shortened season and uh, taking advantage of what has been in front of them, the Rockies again seven and two in their last nine, uh, three and one at home, four and one on the road. Big big road wins uh, for the Rockies, and and quite frankly, they're probably my surprise team uh, of this restart. Uh, you know, I think you can look, you can say, uh, you know, the Cubs getting back to 500, or the Reds getting back to 500. That's a big deal, and I think it is. Uh, I think you can look and and and. I don't think anybody's surprised about the success of the Yankees. Probably the lack of success for the Rays is a pretty big big knock, I guess you would say. But the, the teams that, in my opinion, are taking advantage of what is in front of them are the Chicago White Sox and the Colorado Rockies, the Oakland A's. Those three teams are ones that are really doing well in this early going. And, and like I continue to say – Every game is a pretty decent percentage of this overall season. You play less than a hundred; every game is more than a percent. So the demand for consistency just sits, you know, sits out there. Jason Ward says he likes the Orioles as a big surprise team as well. Yeah, they're sitting five and three, second in the AL East, and ultimately, I mean, they swept the Rays just 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 this weekend. So yeah, I think they're a pretty nice surprise too. I'm just in a in a AL East that's that's still pretty snug. Uh I, I don't know. Maybe I don't give the Orioles enough credit, but I will say uh they've done what they needed to do early on to be in a, be in a second place position and with an expanded playoffs, they're right there and I think getting there's half the battle That's the Nationals. Uh they're they're the defending World Series champs and basically squeaked into the postseason last year. So I, you know, baseball is fickle. It's given us a lot of things to talk about. From the the Cardinals uh, getting getting all the positive tests, the Marlins getting positive tests, uh, things having to be postponed, rescheduled, and moved around. But you know what? Full steam ahead is what baseball is doing. They understand their protocols. They understand what they want to do when they have one. And quite frankly, they're they're recovering uh, what seems to be pretty well uh, from these situations. Marlins got back under action. Uh, will do so today, but was cleared yesterday to, to return to play. Um, you see the Phillies who were quarantined based around their contact with the Marlins. They, they got back underway against the Yankees last night. So it, it's an ebb and flow season. And, and will all of these things be as smooth as, as the one with the Marlins was, uh, where you could really shift around some, some series to kind of open the door uh, to allow some things to happen? I think that's yet to be seen, but I think at this point you gotta you gotta look at it for what it is. Uh, the baseball is continuing to move forward, like like I've said uh, many times. I was expecting yesterday over the weekend uh, to get that text that says uh, Major League Baseball has has put this thing on pause, has stopped, has has had an opportunity uh, to to go back and reevaluate their methods, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. But you haven't heard that. And I think uh, for Rob Manfred uh, and for the owners and for for the players, you know, I think that's strong, because they have protocol in place, they have things that they're going to do. And and again, there has been some allowance for for players to opt out. I mean, you look at Cespedes uh, for the Mets; he uh, he kind of had a change of heart there. I think Sunday, yeah, Sunday, as as he was supposed to be there playing for the Mets, uh, and uh, he just basically cleans his stuff out and goes home. Um, changing his mind on what his his uh, expectation of 2020 will look like, as in regards to opting in or out of playing. Um, so I think I think it's it's one of those things as the weeks go on, as the grind continues to dig in. Uh, players are going to have different opinions. I think teams are going to have different opinions. I hope that the Marlins and and Cardinals are examples and not the standard uh, when 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 it comes to you know when is it my time to have my outbreak you, you know i hope i hope understanding of 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 what is happening and and maybe some back channel this this happened this outbreak occurred i hope there's some learning that's going on right now as far as where these things come from or as at least where the exposure came from and that that these teams can share that uh, with their other franchises and and, and we can continue to kind of beat this thing down and continue to have baseball. Uh, I think they've done a d- done a good job to this point uh, of keeping things happening. Uh, phone lighting up one more time, uh, but here's the thing. Uh, I think it's sports. I think it's fun to watch. And again, last night, uh, terrible to see what happened to Soroka. Uh, but again, the Braves were were there. Uh, you look at the Yanks and the Phillies. You, you saw the Yankees be very successful. Again, and that was minus Aaron Judge hitting a home run. Uh, Aaron Judge, uh, his list or his streak of games with home runs come to a stop at five this time. Uh, Again, just very three games shy of the Yankee record for with Lou Gehrig at eight. So uh, you know the successes that are that are being had again by by Jason Ward and his 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 Orioles. Uh, I know he's not an Orioles fan, but he he did call them out. The White Sox, uh, the Athletics, uh, the Rockies, uh, I think all are, are pretty good surprises so far. And we've just got to enjoy that we have sports. You know, a lot of people said, how are you – what are you talking about now? I'm like, we're talking about real stuff now. Uh, you know, Major League baseball's happening. NBA's is happening. Uh, NHL is happening. We have yet to dig into it. Wanted to, wanted to give Jeffy Mack the floor on that one uh, as he is a pusher – Uh, from that standpoint but but uh, we are definitely uh, happy to have some sports back but since sports are back let's take our first break of the day listen to these great sponsors Uh, and when we come back we'll talk a little bit about football we'll talk about big 12 what their schedule could look like and the nfl opt-out deadline is now set for the end of the week but we'll talk it all on the flip you're listening to the Tuesday edition of the grind 10.9 FM 850 a.m and streaming at wkbl.com we'll be right back you don't want to miss it
0: your hometown alternative to ordinary sports radio 100.9 FM 850 am. Rocky Top Sports.
1: or go to DonnaCry.com. M-I-G is an equal housing lender.
2: The Blunt Partnership is committed to leading the Blunt County business community through this coronavirus outbreak. We will continue to be a resource for all businesses as well as supplying up-to-date information for our community. Please check out our website for updated information at www.bluntchamber.com or search for Blunt Chamber on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter.
1: So check out the Party Pub on Ellis Avenue in downtown Maryville, a place where they treat you like family, and it's always a good time.
2: Your donation of gently used items plays a critical role in the life of CARM stores. Another critical role for the thrift stores is those who volunteer their time and energy to help the CARM stores team. During this unique time, we're excited to invite you to a new volunteer event, CARM stores Sortapalooza gives you an opportunity to get out and give back in an outside open-air environment with physical distancing and other precautions taken to ensure your safety. This first-of-a-kind event is taking place at the new Coming Soon Carm Store location at 4748 Centerline Drive in Knoxville. The event runs until August 15th and only a limited number of volunteer slots are available each day to allow for appropriate spacing.
1: on Apple Podcast and Google Play Music directly from the website. It's a one-stop shop for everything The Grind. Check us out online, thegrindonsports.com. That's thegrindonsports.com.
3: 2020 has been anything but predictable, but there is one thing we can count on. Football will be back. Blunt Broadcasting is proud to remain the radio home for two of Tennessee's most successful high school football programs, Marable High School and Alcoa High School. Each team looks to repeat as state champions, and your support is needed to get these great programs off and running here in 2020. So if you or your business would like to support these great student athletes and great coaches, then help Blunt Broadcasting get their games on the radio. Give us a call and let WGAP and WKVL Radio get working for you. Give us a call at 865-724-1100. That's 865-724-1100 or shoot us an email at info at WKBL.com. Let's work together to get your great business and these local high schools the exposure they have earned and deserve.
1: Have you been asking yourself if it's time to take that business idea and make it a reality? Do you need help with marketing or getting a leg up on the competition? Then check out my friends at 42nd Street Marketing right here in Maryville, a company invested in Blunt County and ready to help. They can take your business to the next level. Mike, Janet, and the staff at 42nd Street are a dream to work with, and I'm proud to say that they built the grind on into what it is today. But if you need marketing and maybe don't know where to start, check out my guys at 42nd Street Marketing right here in Maryville. Their phone number is 865-982-7007, or you can check out their work online, 42SD.com. Again, phone line is 865-982-7007 or online at 42sd.com. Check them out. I think you'll be glad you did. We don't always promise to
0: be perfect, but we promise to give you our honest opinion. This is sports radio from a fan's perspective. You're listening to The Grind on 100.9 FM, 850 AM. Rocky Top Sports.
1: Welcome back inside the WKVL studios of Rocky Top Sports. I'm Wayne Kaiser, and you're listening to the Tuesday edition of The Grind. You know, talking about football, we've got three big storylines to talk about. Big 12 approving schedule model, uh, the Rock and a business group buying the XFL. What could that mean? Their plans are to see what the infrastructure looks like, to see if they can get a season going very, very soon. And we'll see what that looks like, but and then the NFL opting out or opt-out deadline uh, set for the end of this week. But uh, the Big 12 is where we'll start. The Big 12 presidents and chancellors approved a scheduling model for the upcoming college football season that will include nine conference games and one non-conference opponent. The league confirmed that Monday afternoon. Uh, the start of conference play will be solidified in the coming weeks with an anticipated start sometime in mid to late September. Uh, The league still expects to play its non-conference games before the start of league play. According to a release, the model gives the Big 12 the flexibility to move back the Big 12 championship game to either December the 12th or the 19th, normally scheduled for the weekend uh, of the 5th. It said, I would like to salute the work of our university presidents and chancellors, athletic directors, coaches, medical advisors, and administrators who have worked tirelessly and and collaboratively uh, during these times big 12 commissioner bob bowlsby said in a statement he said we believe this change provides the best opportunity going forward however we will undoubtedly need to be flexible as we progress through the season in order to combat the challenges that lie ahead Uh, every power five conference has determined its scheduling model for a season that has already been altered given the coronavirus pandemic and the Big 12 joins the ACC as the only league that has kept one non-conference game. The Big 12 did not publish its schedule on Tuesday, but with the sweeping changes across all conferences, marquee matchups such as West Virginia-Florida State, uh, Baylor-Ole Miss, Oklahoma-Tennessee, and Texas-LSU have been lost uh, for the season. Oklahoma Athletic Director Joe Castiglione uh, told uh, ESPN that the Sooners still plan to play their rivalry game against Texas uh, at the Cotton Bowl in Dallas. He said, we expect to play that game in in the month of October. Uh, The only reason we'd have to look at another venue is if something developed that the Cotton Bowl was unavailable uh, for whatever reason. Uh, Last week started a snowball of scheduling news that began with the ACC's announcement Wednesday that it adopted an 11-game schedule. Uh, The schedule included 10 conference games and one non-conference game and included Notre Dame in their conference lineup with the chance for the Irish to play for a championship. The SEC followed Thursday announcing a 10-game conference-only schedule that eliminated traditional rivalries such as Florida, Florida State, Georgia, Georgia Tech, Louisville, Kentucky, and Clemson, South Carolina. On Friday, the Pac-12 released details of its conference-only schedule, but the Big Ten has yet to announce its plan, even though they have said that they will play conference-only. The only thing that's weird right here is that you have two conferences that have decided that they can have non-conference. But then you have the rest of them that want conference. So, in my opinion, I'm, I'm trying to understand, Are the, is the Big 12 and the ACC going to work in alliance to where they they kind of re- redo those non-conferences to, to actually put a meaningful system in because otherwise uh, you're stuck with playing group of five teams and uh, there's, not a, there's not a ton that want to play UCF. I know a lot of – I don't give them the credit that probably they've earned, uh, but at the same rate, uh, I, I don't know that it bolsters your schedule to play in some of these conferences and then go, go play a, uh, uh, I don't know, a Miami of Ohio. Or go play a, you know, a conference USA team or or a or a MAC team or what have you. Uh, I think you you got to dig in there and, and try to hook in with the ACC if you would. If if they're going to play one non-conference game, the Big Twelve is going to play one non-conference game. I could see some pretty cool matchups, uh, you, you know, across those lines. I mean, you look at the Big Twelve. You've got Texas. They could they could come across and play a. You know, play a Clemson or a Florida State. Uh you could have uh you could have Oklahoma play, you know, play either Virginia Tech or Clemson. Uh you could have Duke, uh Duke play in Oklahoma State. You know, I think those would be some interesting matchups. Uh you could have Miami and uh I'm trying to put who would be be kind of fair for them. I don't know, Miami, Miami, uh, Iowa State, maybe? I'm trying to sit here and put them together, and on the top of my head, at uh, six twenty-seven in the morning, and this is this is what you're getting out of it. But uh, y- you know, there's there's Wake Forest, K State. I mean, you could you could literally make an alliance with the ACC and and, and put that thing together. Uh, you could get some some decent games and games that actually add value to your schedule uh, versus sitting here and going, we've got to have one cupcake, we've got to tune this thing up. We've got to have birthday month where we have the the non-conference game that that gets our schedule up there. While the SEC's over here, you know, battling it out, 10 conference games. I just wish people talked to each other. And when I say that, Bob Bowlesby, uh, Greg Sankey, the commissioner of the other three, uh, those guys, I wish they'd talk uh, because – the thing is, is, is I understand that each thing is its own entity, and then, and then each university is their own entity within that. But I'm like, if two currently, currently you have two that are playing conference only, no non-conference, and now you have two that have um, non-conference uh, games involved. So I think it's it, it puts the big the Big Ten in an interesting spot because. Uh, again who are they to dance with and what i mean by that is is you, you sit here and you you've got a you have 5 which is an odd number you have 2 that want a non-conference game and 2 that don't where do they sit cuz again those that don't want non-conference games probably aren't going to be open to discussing a non-conference rivalry in 2020 just a hunch so i think you you, you look at it and the big 10's got to be sitting there going well, do we, do we go with a non-conference game and try to poach some Big 12 or some ACC games to kind of fill this thing up? Or do we go cupcake route and, and, and play an in-state school, you know, a local uh, smaller school that, that would help them revenue-wise, uh, but yet yeah, doesn't really do anything for me if, if at the end of the season uh, it comes down to who's, who's the better record? i think that's a case by case and and risk versus reward scenario that quite frankly that's what their uh, administrators get paid for uh i i like a you know i like it it's it's one or the other in my book and and maybe my book's got just a few pages and not necessarily uh in the best of orders but in my book you you either play non conference or you don't and and when you when you inject a non conference into your schedule then barring playing a, a team from down the road to where you can kind of understand their requirements for 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 the the health and safety purposes then what are you doing then what is the the change for and maybe i'm missing something and if you're out there and you're like dude this is what's the deal this is why they're doing this then sure give me a call, but right now I'm sitting here and go, I'm looking at the Big 12 and even now looking back at the ACC and going what are you what are you changing? You're just you're just opting out of some of these deals where you're going to have to pay these small schools a million dollars. You're the 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 opportunity yes is there for it to be a health and safety protocol, but the reality is maybe they're not. <laughs> Y you know, you know I don't I don't pretend to know and that's why they're they're administrators in an athletic department and I'm not. But I'm just like call it like it is. If if the reason you're pulling non conference is to is is for health and safety and to have better scheduling opportunities because if things happen you can you can kind of shift things around. I understand that. And that's and in my opinion, that's what the Southeastern Conference did. They said, "Listen, if we close the doors and we stay in our little house, if we've got to pause, it doesn't offset, It doesn't upset the apple cart. You know, it's it's not this left leg taking two steps, right leg trying to take one. You can just pause, wait, wait for some clarity." And then restart, and just you know, like I said, kind of kind of move in one motion with these non-conference games and different things like that. They're like, oh, so this this team had an outbreak, this team was exposed. Okay, that was non-conference, so uh, okay, so that's going to stop this team, but it's hard to stop everybody else because they're still moving. And these teams got non-conference, so they can still play. And it's and it's like a it's like a round robin with, uh, with nobody knowing where the start and stop point is. So, I, in, my, in my opinion, I question uh, the validity of, of why was there not a, a, a uniform system? Why was there not a, a uniform-type setting where, you know, okay, it takes us a, a, an extra Zoom call, an extra meeting, but all five conferences, power five conferences, sit here and either go, you know what, we're all going to have one non-conference game. We'll either, if we have one scheduled already, we'll hold on to that major one, and then we'll we'll do what we can with the rest of them. Or they say, you know what, we're going to stay within our, our silos, we're going to be in our own conferences, uh, and then at the end of the day we're going to push the NCAA uh, for for how is best to decide a champion in that format. So I think in, in what could have been an effort to uh, – to get, you know, as as the Big 12 would say, one true champion. I think they've just muddied the water, and it's going to be even even harder because I think ACC and, and Big 12 uh, has, has kind of put it in the wind and said, listen, we're we're wanting to, to differentiate. We're wanting to throw a non-conference game in there that at the end of the season we can use that as see the difference, see how we, we pushed the envelope and played somebody big, Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I'm 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 si am I'm very much missing the point here. But I think if you look at it, the Big Twelve uh, and their their situation has put us in a spot to where uh, we we question how the Big Ten's going to respond because they are the odd man out. Two and two have set set their their plan. Two non-conference game allowances. Two says conference only. Uh, that that will be. Uh, how the Big Ten responds. I hope by the end of the week uh, will give us some clarity there. But right now the Big 12 says one non-conference game. Where does that sit? Uh, I think that left the door open uh, for an SEC team to to come to town. But right now Tennessee, Oklahoma has been eliminated. And where will the Sooners go for their one non-conference game? Let's take our second break of the day. Listen to these great sponsors. We're going to regroup, come back, and talk about the XFL Dwayne The Rock Johnson has bought the XFL with a team but he's the headliner and we'll see necessarily uh what the the plan is what the thought is and could the XFL make a third return we'll talk about it on the flip as you're listening to the Tuesday Grind 100.9 FM 850 AM and streaming at WKBL.com. we'll be right back or go to DonnaCry.com. M-I-G is an equal housing lender.
3: 2020 has been anything but predictable, but there is one thing we can count on. Football will be back. Blunt Broadcasting is proud to remain the radio home for two of Tennessee's most successful high school football programs, Marable High School and Alcoa High School. Each team looks to repeat as state champions, and your support is needed to get these great programs off and running here in 2020. So, if you or your business would like to support these great student-athletes and great coaches, then help Blunt Broadcasting get their games on the radio. Give us a call and let WGAP and WKVL Radio get working for you. Give us a call at 865-724-1100. That's 865-724-1100. Or shoot us an email at info at WKVL.com. Let's work together to get your great business and these local high schools the exposure they have earned and deserve.
1: Are you looking for a place to relax and have fun after work or a place to fill the weekend fun? Check out the Party Pub in the heart of Maryville. They open at 7.30 a.m. and have daily drink specials. They have darts, karaoke, and billiards daily as well as Tennessee football each and every Big Orange Saturday in the fall. So check out The Party Pub on Ellis Avenue in downtown Mariville a place where they treat you like family and it's always a good time. Have you heard about or seen The Grind's brand new user-friendly website? If the answer is no, I think you're kind of missing out. Our brand new website has ways to hook into The Grind from social media with links to Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and SoundCloud, so you can grind it out with us on social media. But if you say, I don't like social media, But I like podcasts. We've got those, too. You can download The Grind Podcast on Apple Podcast and Google Play Music directly from the website. It's a one-stop shop for everything The Grind. Check us out online, thegrindonsports.com. That's thegrindonsports.com.
0: Got something you're grinding on? Give us a call at 865-983-4310. Now, back to the grind with host Wayne Kaiser. 100.9 FM, 850 AM. Rocky Top Sports.
1: And welcome back inside the WKVL studios of Rocky Top Sports. I'm Wayne Kaiser, and you're listening to the Tuesday edition of The Grind. A group including actor and former WWE star Dwayne Johnson, Dwayne The Rock Johnson, has agreed to purchase the XFL for about $15 million. This is an article by Kevin Seifert, ESPN staff writer. Uh, Monday morning a a news report broke uh, that kind of exploited that. The XFL declared Chapter 11 bankruptcy April 13th and has been seeking a buyer for the past three months, marketing itself as a made-for-TV product that can transition as early as 2021 to a bubble concept during the coronavirus pandemic. Johnson and his investors, which include business partners Danny Garcia, along with Redbird Capital Partners, are making plans to play next season. As Garcia told ESPN, he said, we're planning for it. He said, that Garcia, uh, the first female owner of a major American sports league, uh, we're doing all the steps that need to happen for the execution of that, uh, but we're also being mindful to what has actually been successful. It has been really interesting to see that in sports, when you create a bubble, your players are safe. When you don't, it's chaos. We are a league because of the number of teams we have, the actually, we actually can create a bubble environment, and those discussions are active as of today. Uh, the sale must be approved for the bank, by the bankruptcy judge at a hearing on Friday. Uh, but as of Monday afternoon, the bankruptcy court committee of unsecured creditors filed an objection uh, based on assets included in the sales being in question. So uh, again, still some things to be ironed out before this thing is created but Garcia will have an executive position within the XFL and said that both she and Dwayne Johnson will have a hands-on approach to running the league ask about hiring other executive level leaders she said we've been in close discussion with the current XFL management team said there's a lot of excellent people in that team and he said while it's not 100% just turning the lights on there's still a tremendous amount of infrastructure and relationships that can actually uh, call people back, pull people back. Uh, he said we saw the work that were going on for this year, and there was some excellent work that was happening, uh, and then there's there's part of that team that created that uh, still on campus. Uh, XFL President Chief Operating Officer Jeffrey Pollack is among the league's few active employees, most were laid off as of April the 10th. So I would say uh, with that length of time, uh, there may be some uh, some reappropriated people as uh, that's that's stepped away May, June, July, going on four months ago. The XFL is twice shuttered after one season, first in 2001 and again earlier in 2020. Uh, 2020 will get an asterisk from me just because I felt like they had a good thing going there. It's just hard to ever have a hiccup in year number one, uh, pandemic not being one you could necessarily plan for. And basically, uh, they're lauded in with the AAF and different uh, alternative, and I use air quotes, professional football leagues, since the AFL forced a merger with the NFL in 1970. Uh, former XFL owner Vince McMahon, uh, had been a determined aspirant, investing $200 million in the league's second incarnation, one that pr- promised to reimagine the game. I thought they did that, but the eight-team league was suspended just after five weeks in wake of the coronavirus pandemic. McMahon considered bidding on the XFL himself early in the bankruptcy process, but decided against it as discussions were had uh, that this was a planned attempt to save money by Mr. McMahon. In a statement, Johnson, The Rock Johnson, 48, pro- provided a glimpse of the McMahon-like flair uh, he could bring to the league. And, and you know, I think The Rock being a WWE former player, I guess former player, former superstar, uh, he has that flair for the dramatic that all – actors all wrestlers all what have you whatever you want to call that uh will have and he said the acquisition of the xfl with my talented partners Danny garcia and jerry cardinale is an investment for me that's rooted deeply in two things my passion for the game of football and my desire to always take care of the fans he played football for those who don't know now at the University of Miami of Florida from 1990 to 1994, he said, with pride and gratitude for all that I've built in my own with my own two hands, I plan to apply those same calluses to the XFL and look forward to creating something special for the players, fans, and everyone involved that love the game of football. In a statement, Pollock called the pending sale a Hollywood ending and said Johnson's investors are a dream team ownership group and the XFL is in the best possible hands going forward. Uh I <laughs> I don't know how many of you guys have tuned out of the topic already, but if you didn't, that phrase probably got you there. Uh because a lot of these these uh these team owners, again, between the AAF and and Vince McMahon's reincarnate version of the XFL, they've all said, This time's gonna be different. And it wasn't. Well, this time's gonna be—we're gonna have things together—and you don't. Uh, now, granted, I like I said, I give a pass to this version of the XFL. One, because they had some really good things. The kickoff stuff was clean. Uh, the the play was good for several franchises. Couple that weren't, but uh, again, a good brand of football, fun to watch. Some good team names. I thought they were smart with their facility usage and. And who and what was was put into place there? Uh, it was just the pandemic. There was no way to plan for a uh, a stoppage of play uh, that you were still playing a big. You were paying a big payroll. So again, I I, I try to uh, see the cup half full when it comes to that. But when you see Cardinale in the managing partner and CEO of Redbird Management Team. Uh, they manage more than $4 billion in assets. So, again, they're a little versed in this, in this scenario. Uh, said last week it purchased a controlling interest in, in, in another football club, a French soccer team, and uh, invested $125 million in a new company uh, that, that has NFL so, commercial rights to the NFL. Uh, so they're in a lot of sporting events. Organizational plans for the newest version of the XFL are not clear, McMahon fired XFL Commissioner Oliver Luck on April the 9th, and Luck responded by suing Mr. McMahon for wrongful termination and is seeking $23.8 million in, uh, in wages. The lawsuit was on hold awaiting the result of the bankruptcy. The league averaged 1.9 million television viewers per game and generated nearly $20 million in gross revenue just in the five-week 2020 season. Uh, that's according to court documents. it had projected 46 million in revenue for the 10 game season each data point exceeding internal expectations according to sources. So uh, Jeff and I uh, had a had a pretty good interest in this league and hopefully uh, can re- recoup some of that value uh, but ultimately it's a, it's a wait and see approach. It's another ping on the on the grid and it's another mark that says maybe we could have football in the spring. I think at a time where you've been without sports for so long, anything that where they're competitive and at the end of the night somebody wins and somebody loses, I think we're about it. But, hey, let's take our last break of the day, listen to these great sponsors. When we come back, we're going to finish up today talking NBA scores and what team has already clinched their spot in the NBA playoffs. We'll talk about it on The Flip. You don't want to miss it.
0: Your hometown alternative to Ordinary Sports Radio, 100.9 FM, 850 AM. Rocky Top Sports.
1: Are you looking for a place to relax and have fun after work? Or a place to fill the weekend fun? Check out the Party Pub in the heart of Mariville. They open at 7.30 a.m. and have daily drink specials. They have darts, karaoke, and billiards daily, as well as Tennessee football each and every Big Orange Saturday in the fall. So check out the Party Pub on Ellis Avenue in downtown Maryville a place where they treat you like family, and it's always
2: a good time. At Rule King, we believe Christian churches and organizations make a huge difference in our communities. Now more than ever, it's critical to support these organizations. Rule King is honored to host Church Week. Through August 15th, Rule King will donate 10% of each valid Rule King receipts total to a registered Christian organization of your choice. Go to ruleking.com slash churchweek for details. And to our local Christian organizations, thanks for all the good you do. From your neighborhood rural king, America's farm and home store.
1: Or go to DonnaCry.com. M-I-G is an equal housing lender.
2: Tennessee State Parks has announced that a bicycle ride across Tennessee will be a virtual event this year for the health and safety of riders and park personnel. Under the virtual format for the month-long event, September 1st through 30th, riders can log their miles on lovetoride.net as part of the Bicycle Ride Across Tennessee Cycling Club. The cost to participate is $150. Get registration information at area code 615-350-3431. Have you heard about or seen the
1: Grind's brand new user-friendly website? If the answer is no, I think you're kind of missing out. Our brand new website has ways to hook into the Grind from social media with links to Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and SoundCloud so you can grind it out with us on social media. But if you say, I don't like social media, but I like podcasts, we've got those too. You can download the Grind Podcast on Apple Podcast and Google Play Music directly from the website. It's a one stop shop for everything to grind. Check us out online, thegrindonsports.com. That's thegrindonsports.com.
3: 2020 has been anything but predictable, but there is one thing we can count on football will be back. Blunt Broadcasting is proud to remain the radio home for two of Tennessee's most successful high school football programs, Maribel High School and Alcoa High School. Each team looks to repeat as state champions and your support is needed to get these great programs off and running here in 2020. So if you or your business would like to support these great student athletes and great coaches, then help Blunt Broadcasting get their games on the radio. Give us a call and let WGAP and WKVL Radio get working for you. Give us a call at 865-724-1100. That's 865-724-1100. Or shoot us an email at info at WKBL.com. Let's work together to get your great business and these local high schools the exposure they have earned and deserve.
0: We don't always promise to be perfect, but we promise to give you our honest opinion. This is sports radio from a fan's perspective. You're listening to The Grind on 100.9 FM, 850 AM, Rocky Top Sports.
1: welcome back inside the wkvl studios of rocky top sports i'm wayne kaiser and you're listening to the final segment of the tuesday edition of the grind you know i I love that intro we don't promise to be perfect but we always will give you our honest opinion and the thing is is i don't want to say that i've never been off the reservation you know uh you know i uh I think my my take on the on the Big 12 scheduling, ACC scheduling, etc., is is a little you know maybe one-sided kind of questioning what what the uh, what the SEC's thinking, what the Big 12's thinking, what the Big 10 is gonna do, but at the same rate. I think it's questions that that others would have. So so again, putting that out there. But you you know, talking a little NBA. We we don't talk that very much. But we're gonna we're gonna start digging into that as as they uh, continue to say, uh, you know, talk about what the NBA could and would look like uh, as the season has has restarted. You know, we 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 kind of miss that, or at least I I don't put that together somewhat. Uh, that this season has uh, has happened, you know they've they've uh, they've put some of this stuff together and they're just restarting their season in the bubble and and have had some really good results uh, from that. Uh, talk about last night's results. The Raptors defeated the Heat one oh seven to one oh three. The Raptors now sit at forty eight and eighteen. The Heat at forty two and twenty five. The Nuggets one twenty one to one thirteen over the Thunder. The Pacers one eleven over one hundred. Uh, over the Wizards Uh, the Grizzlies fall to the Pelicans 109 to 99 and honestly the Pelicans are just happy to see the win column in in the bubble Uh, the 76ers get the victory over the Spurs 132 to 130 that's almost like Loyola uh, level defense as it's like here just score so I can get the ball back uh, the Lakers defeat the jazz last night 116 to 108 to lock up the Western Conference's number one overall seat didn't take long uh, once the restart happened for them to lock that in they're 51 and 15 on the season they're 27 and 7 on the road I don't know if that necessarily counts now that they're in the bubble uh, but nonetheless they clinch the Western Conference number one seed as the play if the playoffs uh, or if the playoffs continue to go on, and then as the season sits currently. Uh, if you look at the Eastern Conference, Milwaukee Bucks is and Raptors, Celtics, Heat, Pacers, and 76ers have all clinched a playoff spot, seeding still to be worked out uh, as the Bucks now sit at the number one seed. And, and as I said those, uh, that's the sequence that they sit in. The Western Conference, again, the, the L.A. Lakers have clinched Uh, said number one seed they are six games ahead of the la clippers the denver nuggets sit in the third spot houston rockets utah jazz oklahoma city thunder and dallas mavericks have clinched and it's just a matter of whether they can get in there um, and and how they will seat accordingly Uh, again houston rockets utah jazz about a half game separating those guys a half game between the jazz and the thunder so still still some things to be had in those realms, but I think you look at it every day in the bubble, uh, they have deciding games, and I think that's the, uh, that's the mantra that's being built in the bubble, and that's being the, the mantra that's being built uh, in, in, in the NBA's return uh, to play. Uh, trying to look at what scores or what games will be played today, uh, Tuesday the 4th, just a few games on the docket. You have the Nets and the Bucks. Again, that'll be on NBA TV. Uh, Mavericks and Kings, Suns and Clippers, Magic, Pacers, Celtics, Heat and Rockets, Trailblazers. I ain't gonna lie to you. I, there's not the Celtics Heat game kind of kind of intrigues me a little bit, but the Nets Bucks no line on the game. Mavericks Kings has Dallas by six. Uh, the over and under at 237. I think they've been watching some of this basketball. Uh, The L.A. Clippers are a nine-point favorite, 230.5 is the over-under. The Magic Pacers game has no line at the moment, Uh, again, according to ESPN. uh, Boston by three-and-a-half over the Heat, 223.5 is the over-under. And then Houston, the Rockets, are four-and-a-half-point favorites with the over-and-under a whopping 244. I'm sitting here going, I don't like couldn't they just play half court if they're not going to play any better defense than that you could really you could get two games going at one time just put a wall up bounce it off the wall keep playing you know I, i'm i'm not opposed to it i feel like in this in 2020 nothing's off the table and uh and that's just that's just my take on it but nonetheless i think as you as you move forward you're going to see the lakers probably try some different things now that they've locked in that number 1 seed and you'll see them uh, you know, probably rest some players. I know they just got started, but again, the playoff grind is real, and especially uh, given the age of some of their players, i.e. LeBron James, this being season number 17 of his career, I think you'll see some uh, kickback there. Uh, but we'll, of course, have some day-to-day results as this uh, season has restarted and the Lakers have now sealed the number one seed in the Western Conference. Uh, more to be finalized and more to be had in the in the days and weeks uh, to come. But tomorrow, uh, got a minute here till the top of the hour. I Want to give a little shout out uh, to to a, a little bit of a a little bit of a surprise as we're gonna have a guest uh, in studio uh, tomorrow. Pretty excited about that, Carson Crouch. Uh, we'll be in studio tomorrow, talking all things sports. He's a, a a senior at Maryville High School, knows the Jude Ellison, so I think that's a that's a big take and, and a resume uh, booster there. I'm just kidding on both accounts, really. Uh, but I, I I put it on my resume, so I guess that counts. But uh, Carson Crouch will be in studio. He has a podcast. Give him six podcasts that you can find on Apple Podcasts, Google Play Music but also a, uh, a guy that's been doing it for a long time, just a senior in high school, but is, has done this podcast for multiple years. So excited to hear uh, him talk a little bit of Tennessee football. We've kind of left that uh, where it is at the moment, but we'll talk about what these conferences are doing, what he thinks about that, and then ultimately what his opinions are on the resurgent Tennessee volunteers and what has been anything but a normal season here in 2020. But that's the that's the end of the Tuesday edition as we've run out of time. Don't miss top of the hour SB Nation. We'll jump back online And what is your Blount County source for sports. We'll be back tomorrow, Wednesday edition. Don't forget Carson Crouch on the line. If you're on your way to work or on your way home, take care, be safe, and, yes, grind on. We'll see you tomorrow. You don't want to miss it.